you Is it really that hot there? Uh, I mean, not really, but you got an air conditioner. You might as well use it. Am I right? True. <laughs> Get Especially some fluorocarbons out there. It's all good. The last days of summer. Might as well appreciate that by having no idea how warm it is outside. Yeah, that's basically. I mean, it hasn't really been air conditioner weather for a while. This has been an easy, easy summer. Yeah, the end of August was a l- very mild one. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it. I've been happy with it. I've been feeling it. It's okay. So you're recording? Yes, I am. You you better be, or I'll drop kick you through this microphone. Oh my gosh! Just please don't. Just drop kick the microphone. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's more like here's a couple points of order. Uh, try turning the volume down on your phone a little. So it hopefully does not pick up my voice as much, because that is a pain in the butt. <laughs> All right, wait, let me... Well, we're already podcasting. It's too late. I can't do it now. <laughs> it's already on my shoulder. It's inextricably I, bound, like the Soul I Reaver move, and the, if I and the Reaver this, of it's Souls. It's ridiculous. All right, whatever. All right, I'm turning it down now. Well, I'm Dave. I don't even know. Just, can I access the options while I'm in a call? If I hang up on you, it's your own fault. You don't have a volume button? When was this phone made? <laughs> It doesn't come with a headset. Just to give you an idea, it's coal-powered. I have to <laughs> shovel coal. That's not very green. It's coking coal. It's hot. I mean, it's convenient, I guess, to have a cell phone, but carrying that much coke around with you. <laughs> it's like, and then what are you going to do with all that stuff? It's not that kind of coke. I wish it was powered by coke. That would be hilarious. That would be hilariously prohibitive to your budget. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't think you're forty grand a year. If you thought having a phone job. Was expensive, period. Try having one that like tries to cut you when you won't give it the white horse. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, man. Every time I have to charge my cell phone, it's like a whole key of cocaine. You better be using that for only for calls that are very important, like. Fast Karate for the Gentleman, which right. is your podcast. <laughs> Did it really take you that long? You just been just booping and beeping. <laughs> well, my phone has a volume button on the side. Mine does not. It I is... can just adjust it on the fly. Wait, let me. I think I can. I'm technically supposed to be able to do that too. Boop boop beep beep bop boop boop. Man, good thing we have so much to talk about on this episode, as we do every video game episode. Hey, I did my part. I bought Braid. Oh, did you? Yeah. I played the demo of Braid, and then my Xbox broke. Yeah, that's too bad. So, I would like to be regaled with uh, with stories of Braid. Specifically, my question is, is Braid as smart as everyone says it is? No, it is not, unfortunately. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was. From the However, demo. I mean, it was only a demo. It looked fun. Braid is is a very good game, and I will give it credit for uh, striving for something. It, I mean, I give it a lot of points just for reaching out and attempting something that uh, most video games choose to ignore. That being said, uh, it is just reaching, and uh, it falls short. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of so dead keys on that. Piano. A for effort. Yeah. C definitely. plus for effort. <laughs> a for effort, but seriously. Reading the story makes me cringe. Cause it, yeah. 
Reading not, the story in the demo, I was like, I don't know about it. Is this really what passes for smart in video game criticism? Well, I mean, the, the game is smart in terms of like the the mechanics, the premise, and the mechanics, and sort of the idea of dealing with regret by being able to travel through time, or yeah, I don't, or using time travel to step on some weird monsters that are yeah. Goomba-like but not quite Goomba. Yeah, and I mean, I I'll say it's really fun, but I've played some pretty fun Flash games that do similar things. Not that, you know, they were as good as Braid. Braid is a good game, and I enjoyed it. But, uh, I don't know, I think that people give it a lot of credit just because it's trying to deal with emotions that, uh, games know, often usually don't. end up at independent movie theaters. <laughs> well, I mean, that seems like a problem unto itself, then. I don't really want to play a, a game with sort of the same mindset as what is usually shown at independent movie theaters. Whatever. So we did Crouching see Tiger Vampire Hunter D was... Bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> that was at an independent theater. That's true. Uh, yeah, the real problem with Braid isn't... I mean, I guess I'm cool with the idea that this guy is working through failed relationships or just moments in time that he wishes he could get back. And, uh, you know, creating this character who can travel backwards and forwards through time and how that means something about our longing. But at the same time, I mean, does that really say anything real? It seems no, more like I mean, it's just sort of this nostalgia and regret game. It's like, wouldn't it be great if I could go back and not have spilled this wine bottle? And I'm like, maybe it'd be great if you could learn to deal with that. And Yeah. So you, you know? want a game where the main character learns how to get over past failures and move on. And I mean, I guess I guess Braid is sort of doing that, and it might be unfair to to say that, but I just feel like re- really you came up with time travel. That's how you're dealing with your problems. The only way my life would be better would be time travel. I'm well, sorry. Well, I can think of a few ways that would make my life better. I go hang out with the dinosaurs and those like ten foot long centipedes they had back in the day. You would not be hanging out with them. They'd be eating you. You'd I would be, be like riding one. <laughs> you would be the softest with a cowboy hat, and I'd be waving it around. They'd seen in a long time. It's like this guy doesn't I'd even have like, a shell. <laughs> the only problem would be where would I put the reins on a centipede? The antenna, dude. You don't even need reins. Oh, pretty smart. But then I feel like if you were to grip the antenna of a of a gigantic centipede that they would go into a berserker rage and do some sort of <laughs> crocodile death roll on you. That is always a possibility. I mean, the antenna is like the most sensitive part of the insect. It's true. That's where most of their sensory, uh, well, all of their sensory uh, equipment is handled. That's how they smell, taste, I guess, hear, to whatever extent insects hear. Now now that I think about it, let's, let's time travel back a la Braid. To the fourth grade. Insects are defined as things that have six legs, aren't they? Or is that something people just made up to mess with me in, uh, like, I fourth think, grade science class? I, I don't think that you technically need six legs, but I think that's one of the characteristics of most insects. So it's like the platypus is still a mammal even though it lays eggs. That sort yeah. of thing? It's the exception yeah, it's, to the rule? It's closer to a lizard than it is an insect. So it doesn't have like a carapace or a centipede. Well, I don't think a centipede is an insect. I feel like there's a whole other class, but I don't know. Well, but but what I'm curious about then is what is that classification? 
that genus, that family. I don't remember the order. I don't there was know, a, but there was a, a mnemonic for it. I can't remember it. I'm looking up centipede on Wikipedia now. It goes kingdom, they are genus, arthropods. families, there you go. species, class. No, class, species. Spiders. So, so it, yeah, Graziel says like spiders. So is an arthropod just anything no, that spiders has more are than six legs and a, and a carapace? I think that it also has to do with how many segments their body has. That, that can't be true because centipedes have... Depending on your definition, many or one segment, <laughs> whereas spiders have three, I guess. Wikipedia can't help you with this? What's that? Ed, what'd you say? Wikipedia. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It says they're an arthropod. Well, that makes sense then. Arthropods, is a, I mean, I guess it, it's still an insect, but it's underneath that umbrella. Because there's no third... I mean, I guess they, they, there's plants and animals under kingdoms, and insects are under animals. And then I think the, underneath insects, there are a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't know if that is. I think is it, insects like way low. It's like a phylum. Phylum is like way up there, dude. They're like seven, 11-year-olds listening to this podcast, and they're riveted by this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, while I feel applicable. bad depriving it of them. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, I well, I just lost internet connection, so I guess I'm not looking at Wikipedia anymore. But yeah, I don't know. Braid is is fun and it's a good game, but really where it falls down for me isn't even in the story. It's just the writing. The idea yeah. is great. Everything else, but it's the writing just kind of comes off as. I don't know. Immature. Ham fisted. Yeah, it's like it's a little much. I, I you know, um, I guess a good example of a game that relies a lot on text, even though Braid as a game does not rely a lot on text. But as far as the way it's conveying the story well, they sort to of, you. They hit you with a shotgun blast of text before every level. Yeah. So if you, like, as an example, if you're playing Lost Odyssey, it sort of does all this weird melancholy BS. Yeah, but the like the novels stories, that are included in the game. Yeah. But the stories are generally more touching and well executed. And I understand that Braid doesn't have as long to do the same thing because the story is much shorter. But at the same time, like less is more a lot of times when you're when you're dealing yeah. with this kind of stuff. And this I, guy gave I, me I, way too much. I don't know. We were just watching this episode of Deep Space Nine where Avery Brooks' son Avery Books, a.k.a. Captain Sisko, he died, and his son continued on, and he became an old man, and he's talking about how he spent his whole life trying to get his father back, because he didn't really die, he like got put in some parallel dimension or something, and then he realized the only way to get him back was to kill himself, and that would free him, and then the timeline would reset or something. Graziella was very sad. I was like, no, it's good, now they get to start over, and she's like, but it's sad. It is sad. I don't know. He was all like, bust some caps. Give that man a gold star. Dave only being consoled by the big hit. The big hit. Avery was a paragon of cinema. (laughs) That was a good movie. Trace Buster, Buster, Buster. I know. I see that's what I was saying when we when we were talking about the Max Payne movie on the forums. I was like, I can't stay mad at him. He made the big hit. 
I know he was in The Happening, but that's okay. It wasn't his fault. He was in the big hit. <laughs> the Happening? You mean the thing that's going on right now? Yeah, that thing. You know, the plants. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They want to kill us. That was, that's the lamest villain ever. Plants? First of all, without <laughs> animals, plants would be totally hosed. But without plants, animals would be totally hosed. Yeah, it's, that's why the ecosystem works. We need each I other. I don't know. There was a time when there wasn't really much in the way of animals. Plants seemed to get by. Most plants were ferns. They were trunkless. Ferns, all right. Fern, Not anymore. Pretty up your living space. Feng shui it a little bit. Yeah, ferns Put it in the are corner facing the light. Ferns are like a million years ago. They got taken out in whatever that huge die-off had whenever that happened. When that meteor struck the earth <laughs> the, and everything died. The fern extinction of I like, yeah, 63 I like to think that was on purpose. BC. It infuriated some alien race that there were so many ferns on the planet Earth. They were like, screw like, it. I'm sitting in an asteroid. This is the, you don't, guys just don't get it. They're so cosmetic and stupid. They can somehow communicate with ferns. Ferns are all like the f- the frat boys of the plant kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whatever, dude, I slept with your sister. The alien's are like, oh, really? Was my sister an asteroid? And the fern's like, maybe she was. I don't know. I was pretty drunk. And then yeah. kaboom! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're all in the middle of popping their collars on their pink shirts. Yeah, that's you know, how work, it happened. Working on a college campus, um, you know, the kids are coming back now. Move-in was last week. The the pink polo shirt persists. I don't well, know how that happens. Curse you, Vampire Weekend. We almost <laughs> had it killed. We were going to make it. Well, the end was in sight. It was like the end of Outbreak. Now we discovered the, the seed virus or whatever, the progenitor. We were about to cut this off at the source. We filled all the Paps Blue Ribbon with uh, neurotoxin. <laughs> But no, you had to go and write a catchy song. Suck more people into your pink polo popped collar, penny loafer without (laughs) socks universe. God damn you. (laughs) Now another generation has to suffer that. And now Jerry's in the Philippines. So we've lost our last line of defense. I know. He's going to get, it's going to be like, we're going to have to call him in. It's like... Jerry, we need you. Airdropper, rappel off a helicopter. It's going to be just like the beginning of Rambo 2. The exact same thing. It's going to be like in Rambo uh, 3. In Broken Arrow? Was that? It was Ice T in Broken Arrow, wasn't it? I can't remember. Maybe Ice Cube. Did you see (laughs) Broken Arrow recently? This is the third podcast in a row you've referenced it. No, I just, I'm always thinking about Broken Arrow. I just love Christian Slater. I don't need to see it. I don't know what it is. (laughs) But you know that part near the end where they like, like put him on a like a meat hook. Yeah, and he's holding like two submachine guns and they like throw him across a warehouse and he's like spinning around firing the guns. Yes. Yeah, that didn't work out too well for him. But Jerry, I don't know. He's only got to fight frat boys, not Christian Slater and a park ranger. <laughs> I imagine that the the scenario were more closely uh, follow the stories of the Hulk movies where Jerry comes back. Is so enraged and hopped up on creatine that he just goes berserk and starts tearing down buildings. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when you're wearing a polo shirt. What? Ah! <laughs> Lift this frat boy up one punch. 
But yes, pop collars are evil. I mean, I guess I do. I have a point of order to talk about. Did you see that post on the forums from the guy who went to PAX and he said there was a chick there wearing a fast karate t-shirt? Point of order? Are there even fast karate t-shirts? No, that's the crazy part. <laughs> they made their own shirt. Are you serious? Yeah. Do we have pictorial confirmation said, of this? Yeah, he put a picture on the forums. It said, Nodjika, Nodjika, on the front with a pair of panties. And on the back it said, Desert Punk. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm looking this up post-haste. I've been, I totally ignored the PAX thread because I didn't go there. And Yeah, you were like, what could I possibly glean from this? Except that there's people out there that like us enough to make their own shirts. Or that we're funny enough that people will just make their own shirts. Whatever. This, this is the new edict, as I... Yeah, I just saw the word edict in your post. If if you're a listener of this show, you are required by law to make a shirt now. Oh, they're talking with uh, Rim and Scott are in that picture, too. Well, yeah, Scott is. Apparently next to, like, the dude, he's like... A rock star, but he's like a he's like a rock star dungeon master, apparently. The dude with the red wheel on his his shirt. I, I don't know. That's just what the guy in the uh, the thread was saying. He's like, yeah, he's the craziest dude you'll ever meet. That's a dungeon master. I would I imagine like that we've we've reached a point in geek culture where really any sort of hobby can be made into a rock star profession. <laughs> You're like so comes cool. Here you're with a his leather master. jacket and his aviator sunglasses. He's like, "All right, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons." <laughs> oh snap! He's about to throw down. You roll a one on the twenty-sided die. He just shoots you. <laughs> Next player. I hope you got better luck than Grogtar, Dwarven Warrior. Yes. That'd and be he totally metal. his sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> Like, all right, roll for initiative. (laughs) That's what you get for trying to parlay with an ogre. (laughs) Why do I have to roll for initiative? It's a conversation. It's like there was no conversation. (laughs) He's already moved on to the combat phase. But I have. You're trying to talk to him. One of his two heads is already chewing on you. (laughs) My cloak of pacifism. It's not working, it is ineffective. I use my ancient ogre tribes ritual skill. <laughs> Little did he know. I mean, you should have studied more in the university, dude. They only For have reals. one ritual, and it's eating people that aren't ogres. Should it's a very a simple religion. That's what, my problem with all the problem with Dungeons and Dragons for me is that I would never do anything but fight, and apparently the world doesn't lend itself to that. Like even when I was playing Angband for a while. Like, I just played as a half-troll warrior, which is basically the game on easy mode, I found, because I tried to play as a mage. It was a lot harder when you didn't have, you know, 500 hit points and regeneration. I, I don't... I mean, was there really that much talking in Angband? Like, well, no, there wasn't Roguelikes are not known for their depth of system. I was just using that as an example of a nerdy role-playing game that I've been involved in. Yeah, that's so really the nerdiest thing you've done. I mean, I guess... Angman is that is one of the ones nerdy. with... It's ASCII. Is it ASCII, yeah. That's what I was going to say. So that, that counts out, carries over. It's like equivalence points. It's like, in this game, we play on a table and we roll dice. In this game, there's, there's no actual graphics. So it all sorts of, sort of <laughs> evens out. <laughs> yeah, it might as well be text We're all dorks. 
You just don't have to say, like, move one every time you want to take a step forward. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, but anyway, this this game, this uh, podcast started out talking about Braid. You want to you wanna go back to that? I guess. Get I mean, a little more Braid. It's pretty fun. It really, uh, a lot of the puzzles aren't that difficult, really. You just kind of, oh, I'm standing on this platform. Let's see what happens when I go backwards in time to the beginning of the level, but I don't move this time. Or, you know, I can, what really, I almost stopped playing the game forever. And I, I mean, I haven't picked it back up because I also got Bionic Commando rearmed, which is, you know, it's way more fun than Braid. Um, it's pretty fantastic, <laughs> even though, God, that one boss drives me insane. Which the, one? Uh, the Fabricator, the guy who does basically the Simon game where you have to knock the claws back in the right order. That drove you insane? Well, it's... Twice as hard with two people. Oh, because two at a time at come you. out, which which isn't even that bad. We beat the first one, but we got to the uh, the second one where, you know, the first one it just comes out in an order, and the second one it it shows you all three, and then it comes out in that order. But you've got two people doing it, and if one person screws up once, it gets reset. So. We we tried it about twice, and I was about to throw my controller across the su- across the room. <laughs> well, at least so we, we chilled out. Yellow. Uh, let's was, not say was I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at I is a loosely it. defined word. <laughs> In the vicinity of, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Perhaps being pretty in the direction of. I think somebody offered to play, uh, I was playing it just today, and I think somebody offered to play with me, and I completely ignored that, because I didn't want to, you know, be ashamed of how bad I am at Bionic Commando in front of Well, I, I don't think it has online co-op. Well, then why would anybody or offer? really any online. It must have been somebody playing Halo that just wanted to play then. That happens to me a lot, too. People yeah, just randomly they're like, dude, me. let's play some Snowfall. And I'm, I'm usually play down, s- but I was playing the Bionic Commando, and I, I wasn't about to stop. Yeah. Gotta stop that those should Imperials. just be the note when you're playing uh, Bionic Commando. Do not effing disturb. DNFD. Yes. I'm playing Bionic Commando. You can see what game I'm playing. Don't talk to me. <laughs> oh, man. I think half the reason I, I really like this game is the SNK-style artwork for all the different characters. Yeah. That is just so cool. I love it. I also like it how... I love that everybody says, hey... I love it how your only the only two poses of the the Bionic Commando are either pointing up into the sky or turning his back to people, and yeah. like talking to you over his shoulder. It's like that's not a way to have a conversation. Pointing is rude, <laughs> and so is turning your back to people. You're not very polite, Mister Commando. He's the only guy in the world with a bionic arm. He's like, I don't have to be he, polite. He writes his own rules. Yeah, it's like maybe I'm I'm a I am a bionic person. I have my own culture. I can define it because I'm the only person like You this. have to respect it. We're going to bring a UN sanction down on you. <laughs> or I'll just shoot you with Joe's machine gun, which is kind of a cheap weapon. Or, I mean, just shoot me with your bionic arm. I wouldn't mess with that dude. He can do whatever he wants. Have you gotten to the power claw yet where you can use the guys as human shields? No, I think I'm about to get there because I'm at that. Uh, I think I'm on. I just. I think I just beat Area 6, but I might be wrong about that. I'm at the area just before where you have to use the power claw to shoot through that... Uh, yeah, the, that barrier at the beginning. Yeah, so that, that's where I'm at right now. I've only fought the Fabricator once. I haven't gotten to the second time yet. Stupid Fabricator. 
And then some of the bosses are such a joke. Like that uh that one guy, the guy you have to fight with the platoon of soldiers. Where you just have to throw a grenade behind him. I mean, I didn't even do that. The first time we fought him, I swung behind him by accident because I figured out from the text that you couldn't shoot him from the front. You He's know, got from too many medals. The... Yeah. So I was like, oh, we probably have to shoot him from behind. And then I just accidentally swung behind him and shot him once and he died. And the second time, we got those boots that you get that when you yeah, swing you... into guys, it hurts them. So the second time we fought him, I just swung into him and he died. Well, what, yeah, seriously, though, you can just throw a grenade over his head and then he dies. It took... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of easy. He... The, uh, the second time you fight that little flying guy that you have to throw barrels at, he gets kind of tough. I don't know exactly what the strategy is for him, because when you play with two players, if you throw a barrel at him, his shield switches to the other side, so one player has to throw a barrel and then the other player has to throw a barrel, Right. which is fine. Like, it's still not that hard. But the second time you fight him, he has rockets, and the barrels don't block the rockets. So I don't know what I was supposed to do. So we kind of just ate the rockets. Yeah, I've been finding... Uh, you might be able to... I don't know. Whenever I ha- I default to claw, sometimes... Or you can sometimes yeah. shoot down uh, projectiles. You also have rockets at that point, I'm sure. So. Well, I don't know if the rockets would have worked at him. I don't use the rocket much because it can kill you. Yeah. And especially with two players, you have to be very careful with that stuff. Well, why not? I mean, if you're I I don't even see the point behind the the whatever the phase rifle that you're using against machines. Most of the time the pistol works just as well, and if you're not using the pistol, why not use the shotgun? Yeah. I mean, basically you get Joe's machine gun. You will have it not too long from now, and then everything pales in comparison. Because it works both on humans and robots, and it fires super fast. And you can have more than two bullets on the screen? Have you not gotten the upgrade for the pistol? I don't think so. It's, it's in, like, the first area. Are you serious? I somehow missed it uh, then. It's either in the... Was it a I don't secret? remember. Is there, like, a training area? Not really. It's in a room in one of the neutral zones. Oh, uh, I probably missed it, because I didn't really... I spent time on the trials... And after I yeah. got super frustrated with that, I just left the area. What frustrates me about that is I've completed some of these rooms in three seconds, and it gives me three out of five stars. Yeah. How is I, that fair? I beat the one where you're swinging through the red spiked area, and I, there's no, I mean, I guess I could have done it faster because I kind of stepped on the ledge that you're supposed, like, you know, you, you swing from the last block, completing the level. And there's a ledge, and then there's the end zone. And I just, you know, I briefly stepped on the ledge before the end zone, and I got four stars. And I was just like, I don't, I don't even want to try to do it faster. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be like a hundredth of a second. And then I, I don't even know how you're supposed to get that stupid eagle token. I don't is, think you know, I even you, got that far. I never saw any eagle tokens. Well, no, the eagle one is if you, if you beat it faster than the creator of the... The challenge, who you know, getting four, five stars or whatever, that's as fast as they could do it. If you do it faster than that, you get the eagle. And what does the eagle do? Nothing. It's just sort of like I a don't think so. Pat on the back. I think it gets post. Yeah. Well, it's like yo, my name appears on the leaderboards. Yay! <laughs> Man, Sweet I, for Bionic Commando. I've been playing Super care. Stardust recently. My uh, my leaderboard score has suffered in the past year since I've been playing that game. 
Really? I well on the one planet I was like thirty second in the world or something, and now I'm in the thousands. So the strategy of Super Stardust has progressed where I have not. <laughs> but <laughs> that's all right. I'm really I'm I'm getting back into it. I really like that game. And now it's a pretty fun game. It's it's keeping me alive. I was I was just like, I don't really need Geometry Wars 2 because I already own like seven of these twin stick shooters. So I'll just play this one. And I kind of like Super Stardust better with the weapon upgrades and all the little tokens and boosting into things to increase your score. I like it better. It's more my speed. Oh, man. Plus, I just hate asteroids. Piss me off. (laughs) I'm telling you, I hate them too. Asteroids, I think they're so great. Well, they did wipe out so the great, frat boys. You'd have an atmosphere. What really Someone's like to settle around stars, dicks. <laughs> when I used to play Wing Commander, it would blow my mind that if you entered an asteroid field, I'd be like, oh, why do these asteroids keep running into me? But if you stopped, then the asteroids did too. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. Well, because they're not really moving that much. Like, you know. I mean, I guess they're orbiting the sun or whatever, but it's not like they're... I got to think that asteroids could be traveling at many thousands of miles per hour. Well, not in like an asteroid belt. They kind of just putter around in a circle like a planet. I guess. Whatever. The point is I was safe. I, (laughs) I need to stop crashing into those asteroids. I need to... Stop having my wingman kill all the guys, and I feel really guilty. I'm like, no, no, form on my wing. Don't take my kills. I need to be my brother's score. Yes. Screw Andrew. Got to beat him. Yeah. That was, that was like the masculinity contest when we were children. It's like wing commander. Who can get a better score than wing commander? Those damn kill Rathy. Got to shoot them all down. Indeed. Anyway, I'm looking on the forum at all the different t-shirt ideas, and I think I like Pwned by a Panda's the best. Which one is that? The front is one, two, three, and then it's the back clap. is clap. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little esoteric. <laughs> Whatever. This podcast can be over. We've, I, really? I don't you know. You think so? Braid. I, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I want to play Braid. Maybe we can discuss Braid at length when my Xbox comes back and I can actually play more than the first world. But wait, I'm yeah, glad that... I should probably you confirmed my it. suspicions that you know it's good, but it's not as good as uh, everyone on the internet is saying. But don't let that fool you. It's not like that's going to save you. You're like, oh yeah, it was pretty fun. I liked it. You know, I was playing it. I was having a lot of fun. I was like, man, this game is really fun. But it wasn't the most fun. I mean, out of a scale of fun, like 99 fun points out of 100 fun points, and people would be like. You son of a bitch. Where do you live? I'm going to burn yeah, your house pretty, down. Spank Minister, protect me. I agree with you. Although I never played Klonoa 2. Apparently Klonoa is where it's at. Alex loved that game. Yeah, I never had a PlayStation, so I could never get into it. But I don't know. It looked really fun. Someday, maybe. But that is for another podcast. Shut this bitch down. All right, I'm, I'm stopping
Yeah, I like that one. Oh, it's we good. got we got a Clever. Phoenix Mount sighting in WoW. It looks really cool. Have you seen it? Your mention of the Phoenix Mount was so offensive to Joel that he hung up the phone. <laughs> what a jerk. Uh, Yeah, did they like... They were, like, hanging out. That's cool. Making eyes at each other. Whoa. That's like f- flaming bird pedophilia. You better watch out. You could get arrested. Well, not me. That's well, the, the, uh, the mount would. Yeah. Sorry, we have to take your mount away. <laughs> you misused it. Come on, Joel. Did he really hang up? I mean, we've lost connection <laughs> it happened at the moment i talked about the phoenix mound i have to assume <laughs> somebody did not take too kindly to that jeez joel you were that offended by my mention of the phoenix mound I don't even know what happened. I'm going to assume that you hung No, I, I mean, I was, I was like, Graziella saw the extremely rare Phoenix Mount, and wow. And I was like, oh, Graziella saw the Phoenix Mount. Breaking news. And then the phone went dead, and I was like, man, <laughs> Joel really doesn't like wow. <laughs> well, now that I heard that, I think I Joel, did hang up. Joel, are you still it. there? <laughs> no. No, I hung up. Stop talking about wow. 